Burns and Gambo, live at the Ainsworth downtown on Sunday. Presented by Michelob Ultra. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. So here in about 15 minutes, Gimbo and I are going to pack everything up and head into the Footprint Center. We're right across the street at the Ainsworth, and uh, we appreciate everybody who has come by and said hi to us. We've met a lot of nice folks. We've been a big family from Sydney, Australia. Big Suns fans came all the way from down under to go to tonight's Suns opener. Suns and D-backs. Suns, D-backs, Rams. I went over to talk to them. They love American sports. Oh, good oh family. Oh, okay. Suns, D-backs, Rams. That's, that's fantastic. Uh, I know that our next guest is also... Uh, a big fan of local sports because we have him on all the time. And loves the Rams. Huh? And he loves the Rams, too, like the Sydney, Australia. Oh, the Sydney, Australia guy? Yeah. I thought you were talking about John Bloom. No, he loves the Rams, too. John, you like the Rams? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Which Rams? Are we talking Colorado State? What are we doing? Uh, you know, the, the football team in South no, the Animal. That the one? Animal. The, the oh, animal. the Animal itself. The, the Animal, the Rams. You know, never yeah. met one. <laughs> <laughs> but, but the L.A. Rams, no? Not your, not your jam? John? Not my favorite squad, no. No question. What's it feel like to be back at the arena for a real game? Oh, Gambo. Thank goodness Hoops is back. Thank goodness for basketball opening night. I mean, uh, look, this is uh, this has been an offseason to forget for a lot of reasons uh, for Phoenix Suns fans. It's been a longer offseason than I think a lot of people were hoping for. And so for that reason, uh, thank goodness we could turn the page and uh, and turn it to a, a whiteout tonight. we got shirts all over the place. Everybody walking in and getting a, a We Are the the Valley shirt for uh, opening tonight against the Mavs. Well, uh, you know, let me be the first to bring it up. Uh, since New Orleans is beating Brooklyn by like thirty, let's start. Let's restart the Kevin Durant to Phoenix right now. <laughs> You're going there. down by like thirty at home to the Pelicans. This is going to be an ongoing story. I, I mean, I think everybody's going to have a magnifying glass on Brooklyn. They're going to be looking at Golden State as the defending champs, of course. And at the same time, it seems like the attention has kind of waned here in the Valley and. I'm not mad at that. I don't know how you guys feel about it because I know you're tasked with coming up with expectations and, and your predictions for the season and all that fun stuff. But when you look around, not a lot of love for this basketball team. And I happen to believe that they're still built to win basketball games and win and play at a very high level. So I'm excited to see what unfolds. I, I don't. I think it's partly because they really didn't do that much in the offseason. And plus, they lost McGee. And as of right now, they've lost Jake Crowder. And um, and the guys that they added are not that cat. Those guys. Hey, whoa. Oh, we're not, not done so yet. fast. Thanks, Bob. Good easy, night, everybody. Easy back there, Mitch. <laughs> and, 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 <laughs> I know you want to get home, but we still have a few minutes with Bloomer, Mitch. Slow down. Slow Z- roll. Zion with New Orleans. Jamal Murray's back. Uh, Kawhi's back. I, th- I think it's a I think it's a testament to just how good the West is as to why the Suns aren't getting as much love as they did last year. Yeah, I would agree with that. I, I just, you know, look, they could take a 10-game backslide and still win 54, and that wouldn't be... Uh, preposterous. In fact, you know, you do those exercises, I think they're futile most of the time, but I did end up at 53 in my own little, you know, work, uh, but, you know, just guessing win or loss as I went through the schedule, but I think it's going to be a fun season. I, I, you know, yeah, there's a lot of folks right now that probably just want to hit the fast-forward button, skip What do you have them doing playoffs. tonight, winning or losing? Tonight? 
It's a W, yeah, man. Tonight's you got a W dub. tonight? Oh, okay. yeah. I just wanted to check. I mean, you got 53 oh, yeah. wins. Yeah, you tonight's got 20... a dub. It might... You know, look, they played against the Mavericks in that series. There was not a close game, was there? No. I mean, let's let's talk about it. There was not a single close game. The Suns waxed the Mavs here in Phoenix all three times. And everybody talks about six and seven. Well, seven was not the Suns waxing the Mavs. That was the reverse. But you know what I'm saying. Uh, when the Suns had the Mavs number, it wasn't close. And then, obviously, at the end, the Mavs had the Suns number. So I wouldn't be surprised if we had another one of those boat races here tonight. Uh, and I, I think you're right. I think there's a lot of reason why the Suns aren't getting a lot of love. And I, I think it's it's like we like to pie chart things here on the Burns and Gambo show. I'm not sure what has the bigger slice of pie. Is it what the other teams around the West have done and the guys they've gotten back? Or, is you know, as we talk about it, let's, let's, let's talk about it. The Suns offseason had a really weird, uncomfortable feel to it. From sure. top to bottom, everything about it just felt like it didn't quite go the way anybody wanted or the way anybody thought it should. That said, I'm with you. I still think it's a very good basketball team, and I don't mind that they're not getting the love. I don't mind that they're not getting the attention. That I'm, I'm fine with that. I still think they're good. The, the question, the biggest question I have going into this this season is the bench. They're, you know, the rotation. What does it look like? Who's the, who are the big contributors? Who does James go get at the trade deadline? What happens in a Jay Crowder trade? Gambo and I were just talking about it in the last segment, John. I, I think there's a lot yet to be determined about this roster and who's on it and who's doing what. And I think until we know what this roster is going to completely look like, it's really hard to know for sure what they're going to do. No doubt. No doubt. And and at the same time, let's talk about the kinds of questions that the Suns are trying to answer. And you just brought a few of them up. Mainly, they're focusing on the second unit because this starting five we're all familiar with. I mean, Cam Johnson's been called the sixth starter by Monty Williams for the last couple of years. It's nothing new for him, even though it is kind of new for him. What it is going to be is a new uh, second unit, and it might involve more of that starting group than we've been used to. Maybe yes. a little bit more sliding with the rotations. I know Gamble loves his rotations. He's got the pen ready, probably, uh, to write down who's first off the bench and all that stuff. But that's going to be a fascinating thing for us to watch unfold over the first few weeks of the season. And I do want to give it a few weeks, not just like five, six games. I think that's fair, maybe even a month or two. And then, uh, you know, you're right. There's trades that could still happen and likely will still happen. That's why I say this team is built to win. It isn't just built to win tonight. They're built to win long term because James has kept a lot of flexibility. It's it's phenomenal how much flexibility he's been able to keep on a team that's coming off a 64-win season, for crying out loud. So, yes, it, it felt awful the way it ended, and this is probably the toughest to, to start a season trying to get rid of that taste. You, you talk about two years ago, hoping to make the playoffs. What did they do? Ran all the way to the NBA Finals and blew our minds. Then the expectations shot through the roof, and we all expect a championship or bust, and they fell short. Now, here we are watching this same team for the most part, and I know I'm not trying to shrug my shoulders and say JaVale McGee and Jay Crowder don't matter. They did matter to that group. I just think that James, Monty, everybody's going to find the solutions that makes this group even better. Yeah, I, I think I'm, you know, I, I am fascinated by the rotations and the substitutions and all and everything like that because, you know, they they didn't do anything that significant to me in the offseason because then a lot of it has to do with that they were waiting for KD. I mean, a lot of, if they were going to get KD, everything was going to change. You know, they, they were going to look for defensive-minded players. They wouldn't have needed another scorer. So I think they made those small little moves, and we'll see if they work out. Listen, we were all impressed by by Jack Landau and how he played in the preseason, and I can't wait to see what he does tonight. I mean, 
How efficiently does he shoot the, th- the three? Who does he play with? Does he get to the rim? Because he seemed like a guy that could really help them. Yeah, I agree. And, and you know, the coaches just keep talking about him, Gambo. They they really are impressed with what they have. They're not necessarily talking about him in a way where this guy's going to turn into an all-star, but just that they really are excited to have him uh, and be able to figure out where they're going to use him. Because, again, you're still wondering how big of a role Dario Saric might play with this team. And they are also putting a little bit more on campaign this season and hoping he can bounce back to his you know prior form to where he can be that scoring punch off the bench. And I think that's a healthy expectation, too, for this basketball team. Just make that unit stronger. Uh, and, and that's the one that we're all questioning right now, talking about that second unit. So of all those players, who, who is the one? What are you most curious to start watching tonight? What is, what is John Bloom watching for tonight? Ooh. All right, I'm going to take the easy way out, and I'm going to go the big fella, DeAndre Ayton. And it's not because I want to see him go for 40 and 30, all right? That's preposterous. He could still have an 18-point, eight-rebound game, and I could be jumping out of my seat because it's the impact plays that he makes early to set the tone against this Dallas Mavericks team and remind him what he can do. He's the difference in, in the matchups when you look at it from the Sun standpoint uh, because there's nobody over there. JaVale McGee can do some nice things defensively, but I think DeAndre knows how to play against him. They, they definitely went toe-to-toe a handful of times in practice, and that's going to be a fun thing to watch tonight. So I'm, I'm looking forward to the, the battle in the middle. Bloomer, don't ever forget, there's no easy way out. <laughs> I'm thinking uh, the same thing. No easy way out. I'm thinking the same thing. Ever, there's no shortcut. Don't ever forget it. Don't ever <laughs> no shortcut home, Bloomer. All right, Take a long way. There's no shortcut home. The best bad movie of all time, Rocky Four. All right, Bloomer, we appreciate the time as always. Uh, we'll enjoy listening to you tonight, and I'm sure we'll be catching up with you real soon. Thank you for uh, carving out a few minutes for us. We appreciate it. Happy opening night, everybody. Hi, Bloomer.